0: And welcome to Ship of Fools, a nautical actual play D&D. What order do I usually <laughs> say these in? Every once in a while, it's, I've done this intro 74 times, and every once in a while, I psych myself out halfway through the sentence and forget what I'm saying. Empty um, your brain and start over. <laughs> that's what I need to do, only now it's too late. Uh, hopefully, you know why you're here. Um, I am, <laughs> as always, your dungeon master, Hannah McClain, um, joined today by Andy Latai.
1: Finn Fisher.
0: Nolani Stevenson, Reagan Starkweather,
2: and Taylor Wallace. Malachi Kasir. I almost answered with Reagan Starkweather for <laughs> Nolani's name. <laughs> Had to take a second.
0: <laughs> you know?
3: We're very good at what we do.
2: I got invested. <laughs>
0: um, so let's do a little bit of a recap um, and then we can dive right in. Um, last session began with the. Arrival of the adventurer and her flying airship to the uh, besieged city of Luola, the capital of Erebrer and the one of the, the last strongholds against Lithios's imperialist expansion. Um, the adventurer's appearance turned the tide of this attack that was happening, um, and you guys were able to help fight off the rest of Lithios's forces, force them to retreat. Finn literally turned the tide. Yeah, oh like, my, um, yeah. Um, the uh, Lithios pulled back and is now in this fleet of hundreds of ships, um, sort of ominously out. You know, a distance, a distance where they're still kind of visible on the horizon, but where no battle is imminent from this distance. Um, You all were then invited by King Mananon to join him and some of the other leaders of the fight against Lithios at a war council where Mononon explained that recent intelligence reports suggest that Lithios's war effort is no longer as strong as it once was, and that a decisive loss here, rather than the decisive win that Lithios is hoping for, might cause them to withdraw from Erebraer entirely, um, and to be forced to take a much weaker and less warlike position than the campaign that they've been waging for years now um with this uh, consequential opportunity in mind, Monanon also revealed that uh, Lithios has sent an invitation to peace talks um, for representatives of Erebrer. Um Monanon is not hopeful that these peace talks will be able to come to any sort of agreement that is okay for Erebrer, um, but is sending a delegation anyway. Um, which Malachi and Finn spoke up and persuaded themselves to be allowed to go along with, um, and General Flora, who you had fought alongside and who had gotten to see you guys in action, um, Spoke up on your behalf and said that she'd love to have you along. Wow, I completely forgot that I wasn't going to.
2: Yeah, Reagan was like specifically told he's not allowed to go. We're gonna pack Reagan in our little suitcase.
0: Congratulations on your reputation as a loose cannon.
2: Um, Very sexy of you,
3: unfortunately. (laughs) That's okay. I'm gonna spend this entire session having passionate lovemaking off screen.
2: (laughs) Great.
1: (laughs) God, I hope he means in character.
0: uh those peace talks are happening tomorrow at dawn so in the meantime um it is like at the time that this war council happens it's sort of like around midday um you guys will recall that you arrived to an island that was about to be under attack like in the morning you had teleported from wherever you were before and arrived like at breakfast time um, and pretty much immediately got sucked into a battle. So even after all of the post-battle stuff and getting to take a short rest, um, oh, also, as a result of that battle, the party has leveled up and are all now level 13. Uh-huh. Um, so feeling stronger um, and somewhat rested, although still pretty beat up from the battle, it is It is now approximately midday. Um, you see King Monanon declares that the war council is over, tells people to go, you know, do whatever they have to do. Most of them seem to already have assignments. Um, everyone kind of like starts to stand up from this, this long table um, and head off into the forest or back toward the rest of the buildings on the Wola. Um, you guys see that the adventurer from where she was sitting kind of down near the other end of the table um, stands up and walks up to the head of the table where King Monanon is. And it go- goes to start, like, talking to him in a slightly lower voice.
1: I go stand over there, too, on the other side of King Monadon. <laughs> Very nonchalantly.
0: Cool. Um, You guys... Uh- or at least Finn, stands up and, like, walks walks up toward the head of the table. Um, this isn't that weird to do. Like, you see, she's not... Uh, she's, she's giving the appearance of having a private conversation while not actually really trying to have a private conversation. Um, so it's very easy to eavesdrop on. Um, and you can see that the adventurer is just saying, like, I just want to raise the suggestion again, Your Majesty. And, of course, we should stay focused on the problem at hand. But if... This battle does indeed go as I believe it will, and as I know you believe it will, and we do manage to push Lithios back. I will just again raise that I think we should continue to push the advantage. We should not simply let them slink back to their own shores with their tail between their legs. We should chase them the entire way there. She raises her voice on the end of this, sort of uh, no longer keeping up the pretense of it being a private conversation. And you see that everybody else who's lingered is sort of listening in as well. Um, the king uh, stands from where he was sitting at the head of this table. The adventurer is actually taller than him. um, And so there's this kind of like very like... What the hell?
1: He's a half dwarf.
0: But they both have this... They both have very commanding presences. And he says, we will assess at that time, but the armies of Erebrer and her allies will likely be in no shape to be continuing with, uh, that would be a, a waste of life. And I, I do not intend to waste my people's lives. Um. The adventurer is like, of course, that's not what I'm suggesting. Isn't it? I'm just saying that once we, uh, we, we need to crush this problem once and for all. Um, and Monanon sort of holds up a hand and says, and allow me to be clear, I also have no interest in raising Lithios to the ground. I do not wish to see her, I, I do not intend to simply reverse an imperialistic pursuit here. Araber intends to push Lithios away and then stop and let them care for their problems on their own. Um, the, the adventurer shakes her head and casts like a little bit of a glance around to see who's still listening in.
1: Quick, Reagan, counterspell her glance.
0: <laughs> I make
3: really intense eye contact with her.
0: She, like, pauses a little as she makes eye contact with you and sort of blinks once. Um... Malachi, you also, you pick up that, um, I have no desire to waste lives does not really feel true. Like, she, she doesn't sound like she's trying to get a whole bunch of people cared, but she But she also doesn't give a shit. She simply doesn't give a shit, exactly. And the axe makes that very clear to you. Um, the adventurer looks, looks back at the king and says, of course, I, and I have no desire to, uh, stand against your sovereignty, your majesty, um, we will, as, as allies of Erebrer, we will follow your lead. Malachi, all bullshit, that whole last bit. All, Naturally. None of it's true. Um, but she does, like, dip her head and sort of turn to walk away, her, like, white
2: cape uh, rippling out behind her. Malachi is pointedly raising one eyebrow as high as he possibly can. Yeah, And, like, making sure everyone in the room can see it. Like, a very judgmental face. Like, oh, sure, bitch, please. Mm-hmm. Tell me another lie.
3: Reagan is scratching behind his ear with his foot like a dog.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, cool. <laughs> After the adventurer walks away, Finn, from right next to him on and on, looks at him and exchanges eye contact and just goes, Phew. Yeah, huh, am I right? Sheesh.
0: The king, like, uh, lets out, one of those, like, exhales that isn't quite a laugh, but, like, you can hear the sort of, like, rumbly beginnings of a laugh in his chest. Um, and he's like, yes. Sheesh, indeed. I, uh, I suspect that will be a problem that has to be dealt with unless it takes care of itself in the Mm -hmm. battle. But, for right now, we're focusing on the, uh, army on our shores. (sighs) He looks kind of like worriedly after where the adventurer went. Um, cool. Other people are, are, are sort of dispersing. Monanon like looks to the three of you who've sort of like crowded up kind of next to him and is like, um, let me, if, if you need anything or if you have any questions about the plan or about the peace talks, we'll explain mm. some tomorrow morning. Um, but, uh, you know, let any of the... Generals,
2: no. Which is your sexiest advisor, sir? Like do you want my personal opinion or <laughs> Uh honestly yeah. <laughs> like an
0: objective opinion.
2: <laughs> Are they different?
0: <laughs> he considers this. You know, it's difficult to say. What is beauty, after all? Aesthetic appearance. (laughs) Oh, well, I I just-
2: He's so wise. I knew we chose the right kingdom to come to.
0: (laughs) He looks off pensively through the forest as if he's, like, deeply considering a thousand-yard stare as if he's considering some lost love.
2: This was a test. You passed.
1: (laughs) Nurgle is, like, perched on my shoulder but, like, butting his head into mine repeatedly. And I say, oh, okay, great, right, fine, fine, fine. Uh, also, your Majesty, mm,
0: what? Oh, yes.
1: Is your owl single?
0: <laughs> mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, like what's uh, what's the owl's deal?
0: Mm. He looks looks up at his staff, and he says, hmm. Um, Butternut, I'll let you answer that question for yourself. Uh,
1: <laughs> I look expectantly at Butternut. Butternut?
0: <laughs> yes. When the owl was, when when she was small, she looked much more like a, you know, like a little round nut, just a little, little ball of owl. <laughs> Malachi starts crying.
1: Indeed, indeed.
0: Um, Butternut, like, looks appraisingly at Nurgle, um, and then kind of, like, caws once and flaps her wings and
2: takes off. Hannah just did such a coquettish flap of her
0: wings.
2: <laughs> yeah. Imagine a,
0: a coquettish flap of the wings, everyone, um, takes off and the king sort of like shakes his head and looks at Nurgle and goes, yes, well, you know, she's a heartbreaker. <laughs> uh,
1: Nurgle doesn't even get a charisma check.
0: <laughs> ah! I mean,
3: in Butternut's defense, she can probably tell that Nurgle's actually like some sort of squid. <laughs> so. yeah.
1: Hey, some girls are into that kind of thing. <laughs> He's edgy, he's dangerous, he's mysterious
2: He's slimy Maybe owls like stability
1: They do like barns
2: Great, okay, so you guys presumably leave the clearing at some point Um Uh, We're we're sleeping here
1: As we leave, I call back over my shoulder Oh, and your majesty, if you ever just If you want to, like, hang out as friends outside of work Just hit us up, we'll be around Oh, keep that in mind
2: Um (laughs) Is that a lie? Yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh no oh we've gone and fucked it our relationship with the king is in the toilet um uh, as you guys like leave and start to sort of follow the speed of
0: traffic nell comes and like falls in step with you and is like hey i'm gonna go keep an eye on the adventurer just to make sure that she's not like sabotaging something i don't really know what i'm expecting." But just, I'm just saying, you guys... It's probably wise. I assume that you're already keeping an eye out, but like, let's keep an eye out, yeah?
1: Oh, yeah.
2: We only have so many eyes, for sure. Yeah. So if each of us lends one eye to keep out, that's quite a lot. That should be enough. Yeah,
1: that's what I was thinking. I could probably grow a few more if I concentrate.
2: Oh, that's great.
3: Now, look what I could do. And I scratched behind my foot with my ear like a dog.
2: Wow. Growing an eye back there, buddy? How are you doing that? (laughs) I don't know.
1: It's his squat nimbleness.
2: Yeah, Reagan's legs are a lot closer to his head than the rest of us.
0: Mm, great. Um, so, um, where do you guys go? Is there anywhere in particular that you're heading, or that you like want to take care of in this like afternoon
2: time? Man, no one ever does peace talks like in a normal hour. Why does it always have to be dawn?
1: Yeah, right. I mean, I hope they serve breakfast at least.
2: Your Majesty. Oh, he's gone.
1: Mm, well yeah fingers crossed
2: I don't know what should we
0: do (laughs) you were sort of you were given the instruction to go to bed early but other than that you haven't really been given any instructions I'll just say that as you guys I assume that you're you're sort of Unless you're, like, specifically avoiding going where other people are, you sort of end up on... Like, Luola, remember, is very built into the landscape. It's a very, like, heavily forested um, island. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's all these, like, tree houses and buildings that are very integrated into the forest. Um, which you saw was, like, both a help and a danger mm-hmm. as Lithios was attacking. Because you saw that, like, the, the trees and all this this forested area provides a lot of natural, like, shelter and places to hide and things to take shelter behind, but also is uh, burnable. Especially if the, the shields seem to be doing a good job kind of keeping a lot of that off. But you can, as you're walking through here, you can see the dangers present. Um, people are in the process of, like... Shoring things up, uh, the ha- the hatches are being battened down, um, as it were, the houses are being, uh, like, shutters are put over the windows, and people are, you can see the, like, non-combatants are moving more toward the interior of the island. Um, children and, and people who aren't actually going to be fighting are kind of grouping up and coming toward the middle of the island, where they'll presumably be safer um everybody else is sort of like starting to set up you see again a lot of druids and rangers around here who are like setting these like spiky plants and kind of like uh, setting up all of these traps around the forest um you arrive at the like buildings that are a little bit closer to the docks where there's much more of like a cleanup effort happening Um, you see that there are, like, the taverns that do exist, like, down here, kind of close to the docks, all have, like, their doors open, and people are kind of, like, coming in and out, as these have clearly come to act as, like, uh, staging areas. A lot of the, kind of, community spaces are like that. You see that there are also, like, temples that are acting similarly. And as, as you guys are are walking through here, sort of, uh, Helping and talking to you, and you, see, you guys have, like, made enough of a splash and are recognizable enough figures that people will, like, stop to, like, shake your hands, and, like, people kind of go to Finn, like, oh, great trick with that tsunami over there that I heard about, that was crazy. Thank
3: you, thank you. I do tricks, watch this. Scratch, 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 <laughs> scratch.
0: I don't know where I've developed this tick from. Um, as you guys pass by, like, the open door of one of these taverns, um, you hear a, a familiar voice raised in song. Um, sort of this this cheerful... Um, actually cheerful is not really the right word more like like swelling um ballad um some sort of like war song song about heroes marching off to battle um and then you hear as ben because of course that's who it is sort of like cuts himself (laughs) off kind of mid mid line like he's he's in the middle of singing and then he kind of goes like "Wait, wait 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 how does this line go again teach it teach it to me again and you can sort of like look in through the door and see that he's like got this whole little cluster of, like, oh. um, people from rare gathered around him, and they're sort Fucker. of, like, bantering back and forth. I um, mean, you see this other bard kind of, like, jumps up, like, next to him and is, like, teaching him this song, and Ben is kind of, like, nodding along with it. Um, so there's Ben, in case you were wondering where he is and what he's getting up to.
2: Mm. Bastard.
3: I post a one-star review on the Yelp of that
1: establishment.
2: Great. It's called the Badger's Claw, by the way. Oh, sick name. If you even care.
1: (laughs) I stand in the window in Ben's line of sight with my hand raised, miming like I'm about to cast a spell and wait for him to notice.
0: (laughs) His eyes kind of like flick over you and you see his eyes like get big for a second and then he like schools his face again and just kind of like winks at you.
1: I wink right back.
0: (laughs) He
2: winks
1: again. I wink again.
2: Malachi leans in front of Finn and winks both eyes. (laughs) I scratch behind my ear. Reagan, do you need a flea treatment? I don't know what's happening to me.
3: <laughs> I took another level of barbarian and I'm experiencing things.
1: Are your scales extra dry back
0: there? I check. Yes. There's like a new patch mm. of scales back there.
1: Uh. Where's your lotion?
2: Where's your bucket? It's in the house.
1: We have a house? <laughs> we just showed up here this morning.
3: <laughs> I didn't say our house. I just said in the house. <laughs> it could
2: be anywhere. Anyone's house? Well, that could be anywhere. (laughs) Uh, You also, as you guys
0: walk, um, you see that the adventurer has also kind of made her way down here um, and is helping with, like, the cleanup and preparations effort. Um, She, like, is very strong, for one thing. Certainly a lot stronger than she was when you last met her. She's, like, picking up, like, huge wooden beams that got knocked over, like, with one hand. I pick up a bitter wooden beam. Great.
2: You- I pick it up with one finger. Uh,
0: make a strength check for me if you're going to. No.
1: Malachi, don't make us look bad.
2: But we all know I'm so, so, so strong. mm <laughs> 28 (laughs)
0: okay yeah um you you manage to uh you go you go over by that dock that you held last time (laughs) and like help uh do the same thing again to kind of like help people put it back um You have a feeling like you're going to be so sore tomorrow, but it looks awesome. And you see that we need to
2: prove that she's not all that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You're not the only person who can supernaturally lift things with divine empowered strength around here. Um, Are you guys like Malachi, when you do this and when you guys see the adventurer, um, are you like intentionally challenging her? Like, are you like hanging around here trying to start shit, basically? Or like, do you sort of like see her and be like, ugh.
2: Not even worth our time and move on. Well, I don't want to start a fight.
1: I think we're not trying to start a fight, but we are trying to show her up a little.
2: Yeah. If there are people watching her do all this shit, like, oh wow, she's so wonderful. I want them to see. It's no big yes, deal. Yes, that is what's happening. <laughs> okay. Um, then in that case, I think make an intimidation check
0: for me as well, Malachi.
3: Can I do that?
0: Yeah. Tell me what you're doing, Reagan. Uh,
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, break some shit that's like anything that's like being junked, like anything that's being scrapped. <laughs> I just break with my bare hands. Nice. <laughs> I got
2: another twenty-eight. Great.
1: Oh, and I has summon aberration to summon another <laughs> slod and then I ride around on his back while he lifts up heavy things and moves them around
2: Finn don't scare anyone
1: everyone this is ooh, 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 and he's here to help
2: <laughs> uh, 19
0: intimidation
1: 17 intimidation
0: okay um, the the various animals that are around do not like the slot at all. You have this like this like big coyote that is just like standing there growling at it like fixedly. When you first cast it, like a whole bunch of birds take off and like flee the area. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> Land animals, am I right?
0: But he is kind of like clearly here to help. Um, some of the people who are kind of around here are uh a little bit unnerved by the slot, but also people are like generally amused by it like it is sort of the atmosphere is very tense still things are uh you know people people are are in a spirit of preparation and working together but there's a, a lot of tension in the air
1: i have the slod do a funny little dance to put people at ease <laughs> (laughs) Wet slapping noises.
0: The coyote starts barking at the funny little dance, but every minute- uh, Some people do kind of like laugh and relax a little bit.
1: He's happy to help, but his true passion is choreography.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, Malachi and Reagan, you guys- You guys are both just like lifting- Lifting things and kind of like throwing them around and very obviously exhibiting this like- I'm helping the highest bounds of of mortal strength, um, and doing so in a way where that's, like, uh, people are glad to have you on their side. Um, The adventurer sort of, like, approaches after a little while, approaches the three of you, and is like, So, I couldn't help but notice that by the time I arrived here, already um, some rather bad blood Existed between me and the leadership of Erebrer without me having done anything because apparently some people were going around uh, Saying rather Distrusting things about me and my mission. I just want to make sure
2: we don't have a problem
1: Oh, I bet that was Ben. He loves that kind of thing
2: <laughs> No, somehow I don't think so well we showed up at the beginning of the battle so
3: also Hang on, let me just, mm, okay, so Malachi didn't go to bench school, right, and so uh, what's happening here, Mal, just so you know, is like, we call this lunchroom, uh, like, it's, it's, it's when like a group of girls are like banded up in the lunchroom and they're like, you can't sit with us.
1: Wow, your bench school had a lunchroom?
3: Yes, I, I.
1: it's the only class I went to. We just had the beach.
3: Oh, look who had a bunch school. Rockier. And my, my point being, she's being a little middle school bitch right now, Malachi, is what, is what uh, specifically mm. is happening. So I just want to, like, you tell me this, then. You know what? Um, Reagan starts chewing bubblegum. <laughs> Which is, like, do you seriously think that coming up here and just being like, oh, my God, I bet it wasn't you who talked shit. Like, of course it was us who talked shit. What do you fucking expect? I don't like you. <laughs> you suck.
0: All right. Um, I suppose it would be hypocritical of me to be wounded by that, considering that I'm not too terribly fond of any of you either. We don't. You stabbed Malachi. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did do that.
1: <laughs> Finn is visibly a little disappointed to hear that.
0: <laughs> um, but I just, I hope that we all will be able to focus on the real enemy here.
2: And it's not me. <laughs> He's right.
0: I wasn't suggesting that it was.
2: I make sure everyone around us hears the part about where she stabbed me. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Bethany,
3: we will work together. Without my name. For the common good. To do- I don't care. Well, you've never told us what your name is, so who knows? So it could be Bethany. I'm going to say it's Bethany. To defeat the evil, because this is my kingdom and nobody fucks with it, all right? Discount the fact that I haven't lived here in 20 years. It's fine. Also,
2: it's fine. let's be clear. We don't tell the King of Erebor what to do. He makes his own decisions. True.
0: I didn't think you did. I merely sought to give advice from the, the, with the best interests of everyone at heart.
3: Well, I'll give you some advice from my best interests, which is that we will shut up and get along for the time being. But the second you port any
2: hey, bullshit, we're gonna kick your ass. All right, let's let's simmer down there.
1: Yeah, I don't think... Oh, wait, hold on. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Can you turn me around? Because he <laughs> started to walk away and lift up some more stuff, and I'm still on his back.
2: Finn, are you riding piggyback or on the shoulders? Or I'm is sitting he walking on his shoulders. Oh, okay. He comes back and he
0: starts doing a little step touch in place. <laughs> <laughs> Kickball, change, and
3: swap, Yeah, so swap.
1: Finn is sort of bobbing back and forth as he says this. I don't think we're the ones who need to be reminded to keep focus on the true enemy here. Sounds like you'd rather go out and just kill whoever you see than actually be helpful.
0: Most of who I'm seeing, she like gestures out toward the ships on the horizon. Um, she's like, I don't think that there's such a thing as too zealous in this case. I would think that the three of you hmm. would know that better than almost anyone else.
1: That's probably what they said before they fired on Gillsbury, huh? Hmm.
0: I
3: actually took a path to the Ancestral Guardian. I did think about taking zealot, but I am, in fact, the Ancestral <laughs>
2: guardian.
0: Oh, good for you. Congratulations. You.
2: <laughs> you can be zealous all you want, but you don't, you don't get to drag the people of Erebrer down in pursuit of your own glory.
1: I narrow my eyes at her while, what, 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 does a jazz square?
2: <laughs> I blow a bubblegum bubble. Malachi twirls his hair.
0: She gives a tight smile um, and sort of uncrosses her arms um, and is like, (sighs) right then, I'm glad, just wanted to make sure that we were all on the same page, which it seems like we're maybe on
2: adjacent pages, which is satisfactory. Yeah, we're helping out. Precisely. I suggest you focus on the same. I will.
1: Bethany. Actually, I'm not on my page. I'm on my squire. I just promoted him. <laughs> God.
0: <laughs> Whatever the this the, the aberration, like, visibly straightens up and looks proud and gives this, like, big toothy grin.
2: <laughs>
0: Nurgle goes, ah! Like he's not quite sure about this. <laughs> not sure if I communicated that accurately with my call. <laughs> um, uh, the adventurer, like spins on her heel and like flicks her hair a little bit as she walks away from you. You know
1: who else spins on his heel? <laughs> <laughs>
0: the, sl- <laughs> the slot?
1: The slot. He does a twirl.
0: <laughs> uh, great. Okay. Um, uh, so as kind of the, the rest of the afternoon wears on, um, you guys you know, make yourselves busy. Help out with the, the cleaning things up and the preparations. Um, So, uh, as was mentioned at the War Council, um, there are, like, reinforcements arriving to help um, the uh, people who are, like, teleporting in, mostly, because there isn't time to get, like, reinforcements who are coming by ship, Um, but there's magic, so there are various small, like, delegations of powerful forces that arrive. Um, Mostly, people are coming from other islands in Erebrere. It's this sort of spread out, this spread out nation, which has been to its advantage because it was difficult for Lithios to uh, take all of it at once, but also did mean that like the individual islands are a little bit more vulnerable. Uh, but you see these like powerful clerics, sorcerers, druids, as well as like bringing warriors with them are sort of arriving throughout the day. Um, There is one group that you guys recognize though um which is that sometime toward kind of the late afternoon as as the day is wearing on um a delegation from the Dragon Isles led by Gersh <gasps> wow. Um, comes stepping out of this, oh, like, this, like, teleportation circle. Um, you guys are, are probably not, like, right on the scene when this happens, but they come and look for you specifically. So, Reagan, you just sort of, like, look up from where you're, like, uh, helping, helping somebody get a boat uh, back to seaworthiness. And you see Gersh flanked by a few, like, other warriors that you recognize, some of his boys and some of the other warriors from the Dragon Isles kind of behind him, um, comes striding up to you and is like, ah, Starkweather! Gosh, My man! <laughs> I, we run in slow motion and hug each other.
2: <laughs> you run in slow motion and then do, like, a bro hug where he slaps you on the back. Gush um, and I dap each other up.
0: Yeah, he, he like, looks looks around with this, like, big, big toothy grin and is like, good to see you, good to see you, glad that we could be here and help.
1: I walk over and, like, Sort of very slowly open up my arms for a hug and like dart my eyes between all of the different warriors to see who's gonna give it to me. I'm sort of, I'm shifting my arms around, like, one second I'm going for a high five, and the next a handshake, then back to a hug.
0: <laughs> you do, you end up with this very confusing, where, like, the three different people who are closest kind of come in, but, like, one goes for a handshake, and one goes for a high five, and one goes for a hug, so it's just this, like, oh confusing, confusing, uh, mixture of, of bro gestures. <laughs> <laughs>
1: now we are brothers.
0: One of them pats you on the head. Um. <laughs> Gersh is like, yeah, yeah, we uh, wanted to come by and help, especially since we knew you folks were here. And, you know, the the Dragon Isles can't really jeopardize our uh, position or safety. Stella's got to stay there and make sure that everything's safe. But hey, some of us, some of us could come here, especially because there's that little uh, the little sorcerer you mentioned that we've got to take back with us. We figured we'd better oh, yeah. uh, get here. Do you know where he is? No.
3: <laughs> Perrin!
0: Perrin! Hey, did that kid live?
3: <laughs> yeah, forgot about him completely, actually. But yeah, little cousins around here somewhere. Uh, he
2: might be alive, probably.
0: Uh,
1: let's be optimistic, yeah. Well, he's probably alive, because remember, no one would let him fight. <laughs> that was the problem. As
2: a child.
0: um, You guys, yeah, you sort of look and ask around and eventually locate Perrin. Um, actually... In the Badger's Claw, where uh, the a bunch of the bards have gathered, sort of hanging out around the outskirts.
1: I put my hands over his ears.
0: Hey! I was enjoying that.
1: That's the problem.
0: Ben winks at you again from where he's standing. Why does he keep doing that?
1: I wink at him repeatedly as I slowly back out of the place with Perrin.
2: Um, he knows that makes him look creepy. Um... Perrin's eyes sort of get big as he
0: sees, like, a bunch of the, like, dragonborn and dragonkin who are pretty, like, comparatively pretty rare in the Lunluma Ocean. And Gersh, like, squats down a little, even though Perrin is, like, he's, like, 13. And so he's, like, not that short, but Gersh is, like, you know, a seven-foot-tall dragon man, so. (laughs) Gersh is, like, seven feet tall. (laughs) And Gersh is, like, hey, I'm Gersh from the Dragon Isles. Once this whole, you know, army situation is dealt with, gonna introduce you to Stella. She's awesome. You'll love her. You're gonna learn how to be a sorcerer. And Perrin sort of like looks at you, Reagan, and sort of like a, is this legit? <laughs> kind of way. He looks suspicious. Is this guy cringe? Um,
3: I make the exact face. <laughs> you know what movie I'm thinking of? <laughs> you know in Tangled, when Rapunzel is about to heal Flynn's hand for the first time with the hair? And Flynn's, like, freaking out and looks at Pascal, and Pascal just hits him with the mm-hmm, that's the face
0: I'm making. <laughs> great. Um, Perrin, like, looks looks back at Gersh and is like, yeah, okay, that'd be great. And he, like, holds out his hand to shake. Gersh, like, shakes it very enthusiastically.
1: Finn whispers, damn, he did that so smoothly.
0: <laughs> Perrin's like, "In in the meantime, though, I, like, if we're going to be waiting until after this whole battle's over, I can, like help, right? Because last time I sort of got shoved, like, away with all the other kids, and, like, I'm you
2: know. You're 13.
0: Magic and all that. Yeah. He, like, holds up holds up his hands, and there's, like, a little bit of uh, static electricity that, like, travels along his fingers, and he's like, see? Gersh goes, like, oh, yeah, I bet, like, yeah, totally. I oh, mean, God. obviously, we're not gonna want to have you, like, on the front lines, but, like, for sure, this is a sort of an all-hands-on-deck situation, right? And, like, looks over at the three of you.
1: He could be a defibrillator. (laughs) I know what those are.
3: Here's the thing, right, Gersh? I'm experiencing a moral conflict because, like,
0: Mm.
3: I was doing that shit when I was 13, but I don't think that's, like, advice. I turned out, I did not turn out great. You know, mm. <laughs> like I can self reflect and know that, and I mean it's one of those things where it's like, man, if if the kid dies, then I have to never forgive myself, and I have to forever live with the mm. weight of this child's death on my conscience. And I just got over the last death on my conscience, mm. and I had to die for it too.
2: So it's like yeah. uh, child soldiers, bad idea.
3: Yeah. So you know what? Tell you what, Perry, uh, Aaron, Aaron, per- 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 are you trying to Perry, gotcha. Um, what will have you do? is we want you to to go with the other kids and non-combatants as a bodyguard. You will be the last line of defense because they're all helpless and you are not helpless and you will be, like, if everything goes to fucking hell in a handbasket and I'm dead, then you stay alive. Savvy?
2: Good luck,
0: kid. (laughs) Don't tell him, don't tell him. Uh, Reagan, make a persuasion check for me. You can also, if you want to roll deception, you can, because that was sort of deceptive, but if you- Oh, no, I I stand by that. Great.
3: Uh, dirty 20.
0: Nice. He is frowning at first, but then the point about how there's going to need to be at least some people who- potentially know how to fight is the last line of defense um which you can see like you guys have been hanging around enough to to know that that's the sort of basic plan is that air is intending to like launch some ships as like a first line of defense and then there will be the actual shores of the island and then there's like the interior of the island mm. um that there is a sort of tiered like if they get this far if they get this far if they get this far and so the, the, there is some validity to your argument. Um, and he like frowns, but ultimately deflates and is like, <sighs> okay, I will stay with to protect the kids then. And Gersh is like, yeah, great job. <laughs> Gives a, a dragon thumbs up that could be directed at Perrin or at Reagan. You can't quite tell. I, yeah, you know what? Why not? I
3: give Perrin um, Evandra's coin. Wow. Oh. What if we need that? When have we ever used that? We have not used
1: When Reagan it. pulls it out, Finn's like, oh, cool coin. What's that?
2: <laughs> Naka's like, oh, that's where that went. <laughs> I t- it's in my
3: bucket. Oh, there's the lotion. Oh, here's my bucket.
0: <laughs> you pull it out of the bucket and give it to him. And he, yeah, he also sort of holds it and is like, what, what is this? It's lucky. I mean, like, thanks for the gold, but, oh,
3: <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, there's, don't spend it. It's, a uh, blessed or jinxed. I can't remember technically. Please do not give that away. <laughs> yeah, hang, it's lucky. Hang on to it.
0: Okay. Thanks. He looks pleased. um and he sort of like, uh, flips it between his fingers a little bit and tucks it in his pocket. Um you hear like sort of like a faint like amused sigh on the wind like someone is uh <laughs> glad to, to be unforgotten <laughs> um,
3: unforgotten
0: <laughs> remembered one might say. <laughs> one might um, yeah uh, gersh is like yeah so we'll be around we'll 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 kind of stick with stick near you guys when it's time to you know kick some ass uh, so yeah great um as the like Evening sort of turns into night. Um, you see that the the cleanup from the morning's attack sort of starts starts to finish and get to the point where most things are sort of set up. Um, people start to drift to bed fairly early. everyone's kind of like trying to get that long rest in as soon as possible um so that they're they're fully rested. Um, you see that the um there's also a lot of like it's very well organized these different like generals who are, managing the different parts of the people as even even people who are not typically combatants are sort of a a lot of them who live here are stepping up as well as the ones who have been Erebraer's army this whole time um there's like watches that are being set and the like the healers in the infirmary are like trading off for people who are who have gotten some rest and are less exhausted um And then there's also, like, a little bit of a, uh, and, like, Malachi, you for sure have experienced this before, and Reagan, even, like, back when you were with the pirates, like, the night before a big score, there's this feeling of, like, no one wants to get too, um too rowdy because they know that they need their strength but there's also a, a bit of that like well this could be our last night on this ocean we need to make the most of Drink it with me. exactly <laughs> um so there are like a lot of people kind of like drinking in the taverns um sitting and talking with each other, kind of, like, on the edge of the dock, facing out at at the Lithios fleet on the horizon. Um, All of these different, like, druids and clerics, there's all these, like, little rituals and prayers going on, these different, like, uh, spells that are being set up, these, like, both, like, actual magical protective wards and then people who are just, like, doing prayers and chants um, that don't necessarily have any, any magical import. Uh... Mar comes and finds you, Malachi. As as it's like starting to get dark out, she she walks up to you and you can see that she's holding like a folded piece of paper in her hands. And she says, "Malachi, um I just wanted to say thank you for speaking up and and suggesting that you go to these talks tomorrow."
2: Well, I mean, you you suggested.
0: Yes, but I, it's, it's a tense situation, these sorts of negotiations. And I'm a little bit worried about you, but I'm glad to have, I think it'll be good to have you there. Mm -hmm. But I just, I wanted to, to tell you to be careful. Um, These things, even though I know the general, I mean, like I said, like I said to King Monanon, the general won't want there to be any underhanded trickery. Mm-hmm. I still worry that it'll be a volatile situation. And um, just just be alert is all I'm saying. Always am. Yeah.
2: Also, Finn's a very powerful warlock.
0: I've seen... He
2: can do magic spells.
0: I've seen, yeah. Um, if, if you get a chance, and if you don't, it's... It's no trouble. But if you get a chance to give this to the general, would you? Um, and she holds out this folded piece of paper, which you can now see is like very clearly a like folded over letter, mm. sealed with this like a little bit of like tree wax kind of pressed to keep it closed. Oh, it
2: is sealed, okay.
0: <laughs> she hands it to you and she's like, just what? some things that I want to say to him, since I don't know how any of this is going to shake out.
2: Well, what is it?
0: It's not- it's nothing, uh, crucial or important, just a explanation of why I- I know he thinks- I know he thinks that you and I both took a coward's route by stepping away from duty. I don't know if he's ever understood.
2: That was never our duty.
0: That's- yeah. I don't know if he sees it that way. I didn't used to see it that way. So, uh, this letter is just, it's just things that his daughter wants to make sure he knows. Um, and if, if you get a chance to give it to him, please do.
2: Well, we'll, we'll both be there. Yeah. So.
0: I don't expect it to change his mind or anything, but, and I, I don't expect you to change his mind, but.
2: I don't know what to say to him.
0: Yeah. Is there anything you want to say to him or feel like you need to?
2: say to him? Malachi yeah, has a deer-in-headlights look. <laughs>
3: <sighs> we should probably apologize for running up his bill at the
2: Bluefin Tropical Resort and Spa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We do, I did technically, uh, burn his credit. Hmm. So. I feel like that. But also, I feel like maybe I don't need to apologize for that, given yeah. the everything.
0: The circumstances. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Although I don't know he'd probably appreciate an apology. Although
2: he did send me a letter. I just remembered that after 70 episodes. <laughs> Damn. I'm I mean I'm sure he's he's worked it out for himself by now that uh I didn't just uh get lost. <laughs> but
0: no. Yes.
2: Uh Well, I will I'll give it to him. All right. Or I'll find a way to get it to him. Thank you. And I'll be careful.
0: Good. I know you'll, you'll do what, I know you'll do what you should do. What well, fuck? What's that? <laughs> um. She smiles and like squeezes your arm, and walks away.
2: Do I know whether she's, her and Shala are like which part of the defenses?
0: Um. Yes, you you know that they're both sort of like at least as as far as you know they're both supposed to sort of be on like the dock of the um like not with the ships that are going to go out at first but sort of hanging back is like the second line of defense oh um cool as it kind of like gets dark there are like bonfires lit so it's kind of like this this flickering flame cast over everything as well as like various like uh fairy lights and like little little globes of magical light around um you see that uh Gersh and Raelthor somehow ended up getting introduced to each other <laughs> and are like really bonding. Oh, like <laughs> they Christ. are like um, singing this like dwarvish drinking song, um, with like a whole bunch of people around them. Um Yeah, is there anything else that you guys want to do? Any any other people you wanna to talk to?
2: I think Shala and Mar should go hang out with Raelthor.
1: <laughs> Parents' party.
2: <laughs> yeah, true. Yes, my parents, my dad and Gersh. Uh, before we go, this is my boy best friend's father, who you should probably know if anything should happen to either of us. Okay. You can, I don't know, comfort each other. I, you need some <laughs> new friends, I think, because your old ones are hmm. kind of shitty. Okay. Except Tack. God bless okay. whatever happened to him. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> we see elsewhere at that same party Finn is like pressed up against a tree, mouth agape, as he hears Malachi call Reagan his best friend.
2: (laughs) I didn't say my only
0: <laughs> a single tear rolls down Finn's cheek um yeah you introduce uh Shala and Mar to Railthor Mar and Railthor like do not really seem to understand each other but Shala and Railthor get oh, yeah. like a, a long discussion about like the best uh like shape of a mining pick head um and they're like swapping techniques back and forth so I knew they'd be thick as thieves yeah yeah that works out great
1: uh I would like for Baileen and I to find each other sitting on the beach
0: oh yeah yeah she's she's been around she's sort of been like helping helping with things um she comes and and sits down next to you, kind of dangles her toes in the water, lets out a deep breath.
1: I dangle my whole legs in the water <laughs> <laughs> yeah how uh how you feeling
0: uh apprehensive, yeah, yeah. Me too. Yeah. I've been told that I'm supposed to, like, hang back a bit tomorrow because I'm, like, not that good a fighter or whatever, which is fine. Yeah. But, uh, I would like to.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're better now than you were a few months ago, that's for sure. Yep. <laughs> uh, we all are, you know? Yeah. Sort of thing you'd prefer not to have the opportunity to learn, but...
0: Yeah, but I I don't know. I'm kind of glad that I do. Like, I'm not saying that I'm, like, glad that all of this happened because a lot of bad stuff happened. But it's like, I'm glad to know. Like, remember, we used to, when we were back in Gillsbury, we always used to talk about how much of the world there was that we didn't know if we were ever going to get to see. And, I mean, we sure saw it.
1: Yeah, we sure have. God, yeah. Well, it's nice... Nice to hear that, at least, because I'm, I mean, I'm really sorry about everything, you know, I sort of feel like you wouldn't have yeah. gotten wrapped up in this at all if I hadn't shown up and roped you into sneaking around. I mean, it, yeah, you know, I mean, we we snuck into Mr. Gar's house and you wound up in a dungeon in Dermator. That's yeah, really not what I was expecting.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, it's, I mean, maybe it's a little bit your fault, but like, it's mostly not your fault. Like, it was just, <laughs> it was bad things were going to happen, you know? I don't think I would have gotten... I don't think nothing bad would ever have happened to Gillsbury.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: No matter how much it seemed like it.
1: Yeah. Well, hopefully nothing like this ever again.
0: Boy, I sure hope so. I... Yeah, I'm ready to go home.
1: I know. And, uh, you're gonna get there. I promise. You know, whatever happens, we're...
2: Don't promise.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're both gonna be back in Gillsbury. We're gonna... You know, fix the place up a bit, and once Gillsbury's Gillsbury again, we'll have a party. You know, we'll play shoots and ladders again. We'll uh, wow. go for a swim.
0: God, I bet I could. I bet I th- see. I feel like somehow all these skills. I feel like I could crush Min at shoots and ladders now, right?
1: Wow, really? Yeah. I mean, you. I mean, he always beats me, but yeah, who knows?
0: I know, like, know how to fight with a knife and all that. Now that has to. That's applicable to shoots and ladders.
1: I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that, that makes sense to me. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Still Sky Stabbers better watch out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe we'll get a rematch with the Stabbers, huh? Now that oh we're my uh, God. higher level.
0: Wow, we could kick their asses.
1: Right? You I could
2: stick their asses.
1: I could trap them all in horrific nightmares while we round wow. the bases, and they can't do anything about it.
2: Perfect. That would be great.
1: Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll make it back. We're going to hang out with Min again. We're going to... Of course we will. Yeah. Oh
2: my god. <laughs> of course we
1: will. Because <laughs> remember, I'm looking out for you, and I'm very powerful, and that means so is all that. And I yeah. gesture out to the ocean and everything therein. Yeah. You know, remember what I told you. It's it's safe for you there.
0: If everything goes south, just jump in the ocean. hmm It's a weird backup plan, but hey, I've I've got. I it.
1: mean, that's been my motto for the past ten years. Yeah. Or even if things don't go south, really just jump in the ocean has been my Damn. my guiding principle.
0: That's pretty good. It's a good guiding principle. Yeah. She, like, leans her head against your shoulder.
1: I pat her shoulder.
0: She just sort of, like, kicks her feet in the water a little bit more and goes, Okay, so back to Gillsbury soon. Yeah. Great. See you there. she laughs um you see like a a couple of dolphins jump out of the water a little bit further out to sea um cool um alden like comes up comes up to reagan and just kind of like he just sort of like knocks his shoulder against yours as you're, like, standing- standing around a bonfire, like, sort of watching Gersh and your dad bonding on the other side of the bonfire, um, as they start in on another, like, song that Gersh just is sort of, like, roaring along with, um, Alden comes and, like, knocks- knocks his shoulder against yours and is like, so, ready? Feeling ready?
2: Yeah, you're not dying a virgin, let's fucking go! (laughs) Malachi leans over to Finn. Is that an innuendo?
1: Uh, no, I think that was pretty explicit. Reagan and
2: Alden leave the bonfire. <laughs> yeah, he laughs and he's like, That I guess I better marry you two then. Not at all, but I was trying to imply, but hey, I'm not going to complain. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: the two of them just like walk away. Wait, wait, hold on a second. Hold on. Reagan, where's the ring? Reagan, what are you doing? Uh, Reagan, isn't there a step you're skipping? It's okay. I performed
2: ceremony earlier. Oh, you did? Totally.
1: Oh, oh. my
2: axe is vibrating like hell.
1: Thank goodness. All right, great. Wow, good for the. I feel so bad I didn't get them a present or anything.
2: Oh, no, they didn't want gifts.
1: Well, everyone says they don't want gifts, Malachi, (laughs) but everyone likes getting gifts.
2: People say things they don't mean?
1: All the time.
2: Why would they do that? (laughs) Um, eventually,
0: and it, honestly, I say eventually, but like, again, you were given specific orders to go to bed early. So like after not that long, um, people make their way to rest and get ready for the the events of tomorrow. The guards sort of posted on the dock are still like looking out, keeping a watchful eye on the ships out at shore but you guys are able to find like basically like for for the the people like you who are just sort of visiting Luola there's like hammocks all over the place like kind of strung between the trees and they are like piles of blankets and people are just sort of like catching shut eye wherever they can.
2: Is there one big hammock that we can all squeeze into Mal- with a separation between me and Finn and Regan and Alden? <laughs>
1: yeah Malika I don't want to share a hammock with them tonight
2: I'm, I mean I don't think they're gonna be busy all night, surely. Yeah,
1: Have you met Regan, Malachi?
2: I mean, he needs eight hours rest. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm not coming with you, remember? Yeah, I'm gonna make Nolani not take a long rest. <laughs> We're still fighting
0: tomorrow, allegedly. <laughs> um, everybody can eventually drift off to sleep.
1: However. Yes. Uh, before I drift off to sleep, as I'm lying in bed, I am going to cast a magic spell. Nice. Uh, and that spell, by attentive listeners may have already guessed, it's dream. Nice. And this time, I'm bracing myself to have a weirder dream than usual, because I am focusing on the Lurker in the Deep himself as I cast it.
0: <sighs> Dad. Yeah, um... Oh boy, do you have a weirder dream than usual. Um, if you were anyone but yourself, you think that materializing in this dream space would just, like, instantly fry your brain. Um, (laughs) you have this, like, immediate sense of, like, the vastness of the ocean. There's all these, like, swirling colors and, like, shapes around the corners of your eye. Um, do you do anything to alter the dream space?
1: No, I'll take it as it is. I'm just trying to talk to him. Cool.
0: So you're just, like, floating in this void, kind of surrounded by, like, swirling colors, and by, like, you keep seeing things flit past the corner of your eyes that, like, when you try to focus on it, it's, like, something indescribable. Clearly alive, but impossible to- to fit in the box of your half-elven mind, even as the part of you that is the lurker is like, oh, yeah, that's what that is, but you can't put it into words. Um, ahead of you, kind of, like, both, both in front of and all around you, you hear this voice um, that's kind of like, Oh, my son.
1: Hi. Hello. Hello. Great. Oh, glad this worked. I wasn't actually sure that you slept per se, so I was interested to see how this would turn mm-hmm. out. I always have to even as I awake. Wow. Nice. Oh, I'm going to have Nurgle write that one down, too.
2: Oh, that's the guy who understands whimsy.
1: Uh, listen, I don't know if you... Well, you probably do know what's going on, obviously. You
2: Unrested. know all
1: that transpires in the sea.
2: Blood in the
0: water.
1: Yeah, whew, tons of it. Some of that courtesy of yours truly. Um, Good
0: job. You feel like... A, you feel something pat your head, although you can't quite tell what is patting your head. It feels like maybe the water itself just sort of compresses on your head.
1: But I, I've come here with a request. Obviously, I appreciate all the power you give me, that you're always giving me, yes, thank you, but I have a another favor to ask. I want you to wake some stuff up. There are terrible things in the deep. There There are monstrous, beautiful, magnificent, terrible things. And I say, let them stir. And let them come to me. And together we'll send the surface a message they'll never forget.
2: Uh, we're, we're on that surface. <laughs> Finn,
0: Finn, make a persuasion check for me with advantage. <laughs>
1: Did you crib? <quit>? Not 20. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God, Andy. So that's a 30 total.
0: Sure. You hear this deep, bassy reverberating laughter around you um, and you hear like yes good of course the seas oh, no. shall awake. of course the beasts of the depths will hearken your call yes
1: good and I do hope they hearken my call cause I know these things can get out of hand quick uh mm-hmm. just
0: I'll tell them
1: perfect. okay great That that's a key
0: <laughs> you hear the the lurker's bassy laughter reverberates out and all around you kind of filling the space and as you look down Finn you can see like beneath your feet some of these these apparitions that you've been seeing in the corner of your eye are starting to stir and starting to like rise up towards you with patches of darkness and tentacles and glowing eyes rising up from the depths as you sort of are are Forcibly shunted out of the dream um, and back to to wakefulness. <sighs> you can still sort of ah. feel the ocean in your ears.
1: Ah. Malachi, sleeping next to me, can see there's like black goo dripping out of my ears. Oh. But Finn just sighs contentedly and goes off to sleep for real.
0: Wow, awesome. Okay, everybody, go ahead and long rest. Um, so. The morning dawns, and really, you guys are getting up before dawn. Um, everyone around you is kind of, like, starting starting to stir in the sort of, like, gray light of early morning. Um, you get all your stuff together and make your way down to the docks, which is where you were told to sort of meet to, um be briefed on what you're supposed to expect from these peace talks and then actually leave for them. Um, Reagan, I assume you're accompanying the others?
3: Yeah, I probably have to get, you know, kind of dragged yeah. to start, but.
0: Okay, <laughs> um, so all three of you sort of make your way down and you see that there are, like, kind of qu- quite a few of these, like, officers that you saw at the war council yesterday sort of standing around in their armor getting ready. Um, the adventurer is also there, um, she's sort of standing, watching, waiting, um... Commiserating! (laughs) Um, King Mononon comes striding up, um, shortly after you arrive, um, and sort of looks, looks around and assesses that everyone's there. You see General Flora standing here as well, kind of ready, and the king is like, all right, so... As we can see, um, and he sort of, like, he squints out toward the horizon and points to... Where you can see that one ship has sort of detached from from the rest of the fleet and is in the process of coming closer. King Mononon like pulls out this spyglass and like looks through it, and then sort of the a bunch of people are like pulling out spyglasses and spyglasses are getting sort of passed around to those who don't have them, and you can see that this one ship is
2: flying a white flag. Malachi makes hand binoculars.
0: Yeah, the hand binoculars work. Yeah, um, you can see the white flag, um, despite your zero perception or whatever it is. Rude. Um, Not even true. It's one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> then the hand binoculars are definitely effective. Um, but you can see this this white flag on this one ship. And you can see that, like, the rest of the ships are clearly, like, in some sort of formation behind it. But they're keeping their distance. Um, this one ship kind of, like, comes, comes out to a distance, maybe, like, mm, like a mile offshore, and just sort of stops. What do your elf eyes see, Finn?
1: There's a ship.
0: The king nods, and he's like, right, as expected. Um, those of you who are going out, you will take this ship, um, points to the, like, nearest ship that's ready, and he's like, and these two other ships are going to flank you um your party will take a rowboat from your ship over to their ship to have the actual talks but there will be other ships from Erebrare there as well to provide a measure of security um Essentially, you have to, like, give up security by going onto their ship, but you're allowed to have other ships nearby. And he's sort of saying this in, like, a this is the way it's done. Malachi, you probably would know that this is generally, like, how people do these sorts of tense negotiations out here. Yeah. The king says, if they present terms that are acceptable and favorable to Erebraer, then we will accept and this can all be resolved peacefully. General Flora nods, like clearly she's the one who has all the information about what that entails. Um, The king says, if things break down, if they are unwilling to bend, um, then you will leave the table and return to us and we will all brace ourselves for a fight. In the meantime, um, as much as all of you can gather about what their outlook is the way in which they present their terms will tell us a lot about how confident they are about their ability to take Luola and any other information that you can gather about what their intentions are um, and about what other notable people may or may not be present here um, is good for us to have. Um, I anticipate truth spells being cast from both sides. That's standard practice at these things. So there will, everyone will be speaking above board when they choose to speak. Um, Are there any questions? Good. Um, (laughs) He like directs the, the group of, so you can see that there's like, it's, it's Malachi and Finn, General Flora, and then like a handful of other officers, knights, and like, Spellcasters. you can see that there's a cleric there wearing a like an unfamiliar holy symbol to you guys um you can see that that clearly like the people who are being sent here are like people who know what they're doing is the cleric hot um it's like this like dwarven man who's like yeah he's like a little bit older than you guys but like sure mm. he's attractive
2: dilf <laughs> yeah sure malachi's into clerics but i'm not sure if he's into dilfs
0: Mm. Important things for us to to decide here. Episode 74, we've only got a little bit of time to to make these important decisions. Um, He's got to close, Hannah. (laughs) So, you all, the the peace group, um, is able to get onto this ship um,
1: Before we get on the ship, I do turn to Ray and I say, Listen, I didn't even realize, but Malachi told me, Congratulations. I'm so happy for you too. This is so exciting.
2: <laughs> Over Finn's head, Malachi's making frantic eyes at Ray and, like, Malachi's pointing to his ring finger. Shocker. Gave him the.
3: Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Yes, I just wish I could have been there, right? I mean, hey, no hard feelings about you know not making the cut for best man. I, I know it's it's wartime; these things.
3: Happen. No, I, t- I tell you what, Finn, Finn, it, it was a uh, it was a wartime elopement, uh, and. Real is gonna happen at a later date and uh, you, oh. you bet your ass you're gonna be.
0: Can Alden hear any of this? <laughs> yeah. Is he over He's here? He's like standing, so like you, most of you guys' allies like you see that uh, Nell, Alden, Shiloh, Rosie, and Shiloh's grandma are all kind of like standing a little ways back um, and they're like sort of talking amongst themselves but stop talking amongst themselves and are listening and Nell and Shiloh both like give Alden like a look and he's like <laughs> shaking his head
2: Malachi, Malachi darts his eyes over to Alden over Finn's head Alden like shakes his head and doesn't like no <laughs> sort of, I, like, I message Alden he's Catholic I forgot
0: he was Catholic why someone could have warned me <laughs> like it's
2: not that I'm opposed to a ruse but surely he's mentioned this um cool cool you guys get on the ship yeah before we board uh i'm gonna say goodbye to my best friend reagan just kidding i have two best friends Um, (laughs) yeah but i'm your boy best friend that's different finn is my fish best friend
1: well at some point i cast mage armor on the walk over here oh
2: nice yeah (laughs) yeah
1: no
3: i uh i give the boys both firm hugs with claps on the back and gruff lack of eye contact
2: uh, while we're doing our hug, Malachi whispers into Reagan's ear. Because um, the adventure is not coming, right? No, she's not. Okay. If she pulls anything while we're meeting, if she tries to take out the leaders, focus on her. Don't focus on us. Mm. Reagan just kind of
3: growls
2: like, done. Malachi gives him a firm pat on the back and then pulls <laughs> back like nothing happened.
0: Okay. You guys get get on this ship, which also raises a white flag, um, and the sort of two other ships that are flanking you raise it as well. Um, all three of these ships are, like, there's there's all these, like, birds kind of, like, perched on the, the mast and, like, around it, sort of, like, ominously, like, all these, like, ravens and crows and some, like, mixed with some seagulls and some raptors, just sort of, like, all... With their eyes turned toward Lithios, it's mm. pretty unsettling. So, you draw near to this this Lithiosian flagship. Um, your your ship that you're on sort of stops a couple hundred yards away, and you all the like I'm going to say that there is a group of nine nine people, including Malachi and Finn, who are going on this this little rowboat. You guys get into the rowboat, sail across and a ladder is lowered to get you up onto the flagship.
2: Malik, I can't stand that it's an uneven
0: number. You step onto the deck of this this beautiful lithocean ship. Like clearly this one was like not in the battle yesterday or it was like kept to where it's pretty undamaged. Um, on the deck, there is, like, this table that's been set up with these, like, two chairs on either side. Um, and sitting in one of the chairs is General Neiman himself. Um, Malachi, you come face-to-face with him for the first time in over five years that you've seen your adoptive grandfather. Um, he is this, like, straight-backed man. Um, perfect posture completely and sitting like completely still.
2: He's gotta take every inch he can get.
0: (laughs) His hands like folded folded on the table in front of him. Wearing the this official plate armor. Um a like perfectly trimmed haircut he, he has the the scars of someone who's been a fighter their whole life um with a particularly like notable one down his left cheek um that malachi you know came from a pirate's cutlass like before lithios was anything but a slightly blustery next door
2: neighbor
0: mm. and uh the general is is sitting at this table. Behind him is like a a semicircle of knights and officers, um, as well as like the other sailors who are are sort of around the deck of this ship. Um, Malachi, you actually, as you sort of glance around, taking in the surroundings, notice that like standing like off by the edge of the ship, kind of half-hidden behind a couple of other people, um, is Tack, this, like, burly, tall man who helped uh, Shala and Mar raise you. Um, he's a cook. There'd be no reason for him to be here except yeah, that he... Yeah, I
2: was not expecting to see him. Except
0: that he asked to be here, presumably, or was asked to be here for some reason or another. Mm. He uh, sort of, a- as you, like make eye contact with him he just sort of like gives like one kind of steady nod yeah
2: when malachi sees tech he sort of like stops dead for a second and then sort of like forces himself to keep going
0: (laughs) yeah um general flora takes the lead and just like very very smoothly takes a seat across the table from neiman and uh everything is like weirdly silent like every everyone is is being very quiet here
1: Ah, As we approach the table, I do want to cast detect magic just to make sure nothing's going to explode when we sit down.
0: Oh, epic. Yeah. Um, You kind of like quietly under your breath mutter detect magic. Um, Yeah, you see that there are some traces of spells that have been cast over this. um, And like a couple people like General Neiman seems to have an enchanted sword. um, And there are like a couple other magic weapons around. um, But you do not see any like... Nothing that majorly, no, none of the, like, uh, evocation hotspots that you'd expect from a trap. It mostly just seems to be a, a ship.
1: All right.
0: Yeah. General Flora takes her seat across from General Neiman, who, after a moment, clears his throat. <clears throat> Before we begin, if you wouldn't mind, let's make sure that everything is remaining above board. Um... Flora says, of course, and gestures for the cleric that's in you guys' party to step forward as someone who looks like a cleric or a paladin, someone with a holy symbol, steps forward from the Lithio side and both sides just cast Zone of Truth on each other. It sort of is, is thrown like a net over your party to catch General Flora and then all of you who are standing behind her and the one that her cleric casts catches General Neiman and this, like, semicircle of officers behind him.
2: I suppose we're all expected to willingly fail.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're supposed to. Do either of you choose to try and pass it?
1: No, I fail.
2: That's fine.
0: So you feel yourselves fall under Zone of Truth. Um, General Neiman nods and is like... sort of Both clerics kind of, like, nod to their generals as an indicator of, like, yep, we've got everybody. (laughs) Um, And General is like... All right, then, present your terms. Um, we're actually going to cut back to Reagan. Um, Reagan, you're standing on the dock um, as these, these ships, the, Air, the three Arab rare ships, kind of like take off from the dock and start making their way over to this lone Lithios ship. Um, everyone sort of, like, watches watches in silence for the first, like, minute or so that the ship is going across. This very, like, tense feeling in the air. Um, And then King Mononon nods once and sort of, like, turns to everyone who's standing around him and is like, all right, mobilize. Um, Several of the officers immediately, like, depart from here and start getting busy. Um, A bunch of people are sort of, like, looking at each other kind of confused though. And you're sort Fuck. of slightly, perhaps slightly mollified to see that the adventurer also looks confused about what is happening here. Um, King Mananon hol- holds up a-, a hand to sort of placate the confusion and says, we do not hold hope that these peace talks will end in peace. We, however, do not wish to be caught as sitting ducks when they inevitably go badly. Instead, we uh, will launch our counterattack at the moment of deterioration. Um, apologies for the short notice, but what with the truth spells and everything, we don't want to show our hand too soon, so General Flora's group was not informed of this plan, but all of you should get ready to attack imminently when the signal is given. Um, e- everyone is so, sort of like looking at each other. Again, it looks like mostly like those of you who are not already part of Aerobrayer's military are the ones who were left out of the loop. Um, I
3: do not let on any confusion. I'm just <laughs> okay. chucking. I'm just chucking pebbles into the water with a faint smile.
0: Okay. Uh, actually, the king points at you, Regan, and he says, "You and." also you and kind of like gestures at uh Nell and the people kind of like standing around them and basically like everyone who's considered part of your group um and is like that ship right there um points at another one kind of in this lineup and he's like that ship has orders to once fighting is engaged try to get close to the ships that were sent to try and broker peace and we expect that they will need some reinforcements. This plan does put them in a slightly dangerous spot, but that's why only capable fighters were sent. Um, but you will need to move, move with haste to their position once, you know, everything starts happening. <laughs> once battle is joined, you would say. Uh, Nell nods and is like, understood your majesty. We will get right on that and like turns, you can tell, Reagan, you can tell, you know them well enough to know that they're like a little bit, you can hear the, the undertone of being a little bit pissed about this because once again, the leadership doesn't tell people something that's <laughs> going to put people in danger, but um, they turn on their heel and start walking toward this ship that you were all directed to. Do you follow?
3: Hold that thought, your majesty. Yes. Love this plan. Great plan. Totally understand your reasoning behind it. Totally on board. I'm glad to approve. Thank you. Um... Might be advantageous if I could procure a few uh, additional resources in advance of this. What do you need? I need the cubes from the adventurer's airship.
0: (laughs) Um, The adventurer had taken like two steps away toward her airship. Um, She pauses, does the like (laughs) slow turn thing.
3: (laughs) I smile pleasantly, but my sharp teeth are out.
0: King Mononad, like looks back and forth and is like, "What for what purpose, Mr. Starkweather?
3: Uh Sigerson, actually. Uh
0: Yes, you said that at the meeting, I'm sorry.
3: I can do magic spells.
0: Right, I'm aware.
3: And the uh adventurer here has some artifacts with her that are capable of uh wildly increasing uh the efficacy and power of said magic spells. And given that, you know, we are, of course, allies in this mission and that she would like nothing more than to see Lithios repelled from our shores. I'm sure that she would have no trouble sharing her abundant resources amongst the rest of us in order to, you know, more equally ensure a a divisive victory.
0: The adventurer gives this tight little smile and says, your majesty, I, Yes, we do have access to these resources, but they are being put to good use aboard my ship. I assure you, there is no power going wasted here. Um, we simply don't have any to spare. Um, Reagan, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and roll um, contested persuasion against the adventure. We're both going to make <laughs> persuasion checks. Can I make mine intimidation? Yeah, I don't see why not.
3: Thank God. Okay, it's a 19.
0: Okay um sorry that was doable um but she she got a 26 Fuck. so you see the the king sort of like looks looks back and forth um and says i think let's let's leave the ones that are already being put to use where they are and let's uh if other resources become freed up feel free to use them as you Will, but I believe that your uh, ally already had access to several of these uh, these these power sources. So,
3: fair enough. I respect your judgment. In that case, I request to be reassigned to the adventurers' detachment.
0: <laughs> um, King Monanon um gives you a look like he's trying to figure out what you're doing here. <laughs> he's like, I think that that could be possible. If do would you like? another warrior adventurer um you can see he sort of like grapples for a title for a second there um the adventurer like also looks at you like she's trying to figure you out she's actually i'm gonna have her make an insight check Mm. (laughs) um clearly can't figure you out and she actually like Oddly enough, you see her, like, glance back to Ben, who is, like, already, like, on the the plank, like, halfway up to her ship. And he sort of, like, is raising an eyebrow at you also. And then he, like, gives a little shrug. And the adventurer also gives a little shrug. um, And she, like, looks back and says, if he'd like to, Mr. uh, Sigerson, is more than welcome aboard our ship. We always love to have another strong magic user. Um, yeah, sure, Reagan. that's totally your prerogative. You You are welcome aboard the airship. My whims are inscrutable,
3: even to myself.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, you board the airship, Ben kind of gives you a suspicious look, uh, but hey, you're on there. Um, back on the Lithios flagship, um, General Neiman has in front of him a scroll that he, like, he just, he takes the scroll and he hands it over to General Flora, um, General Flora unrolls it. And while she does, like as she's reading the scroll, um Neiman folds his hands in front of him again and says, In a short, the demands are total surrender. Erebrere and all her assets come under the control of the nation of Lithios and his majesty King Fenton the Fourth. Luola submits to immediate occupation.
2: Boo. His
0: Highness King Mananon may retain his title, but he submits to the sovereignty of his majesty. King Fenton the IV. Um, Flora um, like is reading the scroll, clearly confirming that it says the same thing. You can sort of see over her shoulder that it says the same thing. Um, she, she just like very quickly reads it through and then like re-rolls up the scroll and says yes, those terms are not acceptable to the kingdom of Erebrer. She doesn't say obviously, but it's there in her tone. <laughs> yeah, Niemann Like leans forward a little bit and says, I would urge you to reconsider. I would urge you to consider the lives that will be lost in a conflict here. Lithios, the nation of Lithios, demands no loss of life from the people of Erebrer. This does not have to be a fight. This could be resolved
2: right now with no more bloodshed. Malachi's biting his tongue so hard. (laughs)
3: <laughs> blood is just pouring out of Malachi's mouth.
2: Malachi's shaking next to
0: Finn. <laughs> and actually, like, one of the other people who's, who's standing here with you um, actually, like, speaks up, and you can sort of gather that this is, like, like the two who are sitting down are the main ones who are talking, but it wouldn't be, like, that out of turn mm. for somebody else to speak. Um, because this guy speaks up and says, we, we are considering the potential loss of life that would be to come in the years to follow if Erebrer was occupied by Lithios and put under the same imperial rule that so many other kingdoms have been. Um, Neiman, like, sort of like, you, you almost see he, like, starts to say one thing and then, like, the zone of truth, <laughs> it, it halts him for a second. Um, and then he says, but the blood that is to be shed in these waters would far outnumber the potential ramifications that you're reaching
2: forward for.
1: Why should the people of Airbear feel any safer under your rule? You're not above killing your own citizens, are you? <laughs> Hi, I'm Finn. I'm from Gillsbury. <laughs> Heard of it?
0: Yes, we know who you are. Um, I should hope so. He, he says, he, he just like very flatly says, um, treachery. In times of war, cannot be tolerated.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm not tolerating those actions that were committed against Gillsbury.
0: He doesn't. He doesn't respond to this. Um, he says, "But this."
1: I whispered to Malachi, "That's a point for me." You won that one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this is a negotiation. However, if Arabre will not concede to these terms, we are willing to negotiate. If. The kingdom of Erebraer was willing to surrender Luola to immediate occupation. Some of the outlying lands would be permitted to remain under Erebraer's sovereign control. Um, Flora now speaks up again and says, And would those lands be guaranteed to remain Erebraer in the years to come? And Niemann. Neiman again has to pause for a second and then <laughs> says, um, we are only, at this time, we are only discussing what needs to happen today. And Florak once again is like, I, uh, the, these terms will not, will not be accepted by Erebrer. Um, our terms would be that you pull back from Luola, cease this immediate attack, and remove your ships from Erebrer's waters. And General Neiman says, of course, I'm sure you see why that cannot be acceptable to the nation of Lithios. This is what's on the table for today, is surrender of the island of Luola. Otherwise, we will crush your resistance. Many more people who did not need to die will die here today.
2: Like you crushed with the first invasion? That was... He get, he gets stopped by Zona of Truth. <laughs> um, <laughs> Point for Malachi.
0: <laughs> do not be so sure to take the events of yesterday as predictions of today.
2: Certainly not.
0: He's just like very, very steadily holding your gaze now, Malachi.
2: I hold his right back. Mm-hmm. One cannot simply expect that both sides will have revealed all of their advantages here.
0: Lithios certainly hasn't. There is a little bit of a a like you can you can see the posture sort of shift as everybody sort of realizes that we're treading close to dangerous ground as far as things that get said here.
2: Well we certainly know that some of your advantages have be- taken off of the table as well so it's difficult to say whether your negotiating power remains absolute
1: here.
0: Hmm. There's a little bit of a, a shifting of weight from some of the people kind of around, around the boat who may know that, yeah, some, some key advantages have been lost in recent weeks. Wonder who did that?
1: I fist bump Malachi behind his back.
0: I return it, yeah. General Neiman just says, despite what losses may have been incurred in recent weeks, the strength of... May have. They
2: definitely were. <laughs>
0: The strength of this fleet is nearly impossible to stop when it sets its sights on something.
1: You think you're the most powerful thing in the water? <laughs>
0: uh, he, he's, he just says, I would be hard-pressed to think of what might be more.
1: Well, I can tell you. Uh, I'm under Zoda Truth, right? I look at the cleric. Y-
0: yeah, you the cleric on the Lithio side just kind of like startles a little bit and is like, ah, uh, yes?
1: You are absolutely not.
0: <laughs> Finn, go ahead and make an in- go ahead and make an intimidation check.
1: Ah, uh, that's a sixteen.
0: Okay, General Neiman is a hard man to phase, but you do see like a lot of the people. Your your audience here is made up of far more Lithiosian people than people on your own side, and you see that they are like looking pretty nervous. There's some whispers and some shifting of feet. Uh, people have, have heard- to tell some absolute truth? People have heard the stories, and it certainly is something that you uh, said under a zone of truth with your whole chest. Um, uh, General Neiman holds up a hand to sort of quiet this unrest and says, these are the terms. Either Erebrere accepts no more bloodshed here, or you continue to insist on- fighting this out and general flora just like again she rolls up the scroll kind of like sets it down like wraps her knuckles on the table stands up and says we will insist thank you
1: (laughs) uh and finn steps forward and is like and sorry just let me just check again this matters to you it does yes this is like this is important you know, I can see by the skies you sort of dedicated your life to this sort of thing, and you think that, you know, means something. Is this a rhetorical question? No, I'm asking. I'm, I'm just trying to establish a baseline.
2: No, he's, he's usually pretty genuine. Mm-hmm.
0: Then I would say it matters, yes. Huh.
1: Takes all kinds, I guess. Cause it- that- I mean, you know, it doesn't, right? You know, I mean, you're sitting here, you're doing your, ooh, I wrote a thing on a document. That means it's important. Ooh, I talked to the king who's just a dude who's going to die in a few decades. Or maybe one. I actually have no idea how old the king is. I guess I didn't pay attention in school enough. Anyways, uh, just <laughs> just like all of that. It's so it's so temporary. It's so fleeting. It's so, you know, nothing Like, like you and your whole deal. I mean, just... You're like, you're like a little kid, like, making a sandcastle on the beach, and you think it's the, the biggest, baddest thing around, you know? You build your little towers and turrets, you know? It's bigger than the sandcastle your little brother made, but you have no idea how soon the tide is coming in, right? Because the water's there. You're right on it. There's nowhere in this ocean that you're not on the water. And make no mistake, the tide is always coming in. And I don't care how many ships you choke the waters with, that is something that you cannot stop. And I guarantee you won't stop it.
0: There's sort of a, a silence uh, that falls, falls over the ship. Um,
1: There's only one thing that lasts forever, and it's Water.
0: In this silence, the only thing that can be heard is the sort of, like, sound of the waves kind of, like, lapping up against the sides of the ship. Um, the, the expanse of the northern sea
2: surrounding you. There's a long pause. Malachi had to school himself into not being like, oh my god, you can't tell Grandpa that he's a little kid. Um, Finn, go ahead and make another intimidation check for me, this one with advantage.
1: That one is a dirty 20.
0: Okay. You see, yeah, this is definitely a a fearful silence for at least several of the people on here. You can see nervous glances down at the ocean as if they're expecting something to materialize in it. General Neiman does not look away from you, but his jaw does tighten and you see like a little like twitch in his eye.
1: I smile and my eyes flash black.
0: And after- after this extended pause, General Neiman simply says, If that's how it is to be, you can go. Um gonna cut back, Reagan. you are aboard the adventurer's ship. Um, <laughs> it is not yet oh taken flight um, because, like, that would be very obviously suspicious. Um, but you can see that, like, around here, like, a lot of all of the ships are sort of, like, being untied um, and are, like, starting starting to drift out as if they're about to be ready to go forward full steam at a moment's notice and the adventurous ship is no exception these these her followers are like untying it and getting ready to clearly send it up into the air king mononon from where you can see standing on the dock um you sort of like realize at this point that his his owl um butternut is not uh with him and in fact could be seen as one of the birds kind of like tucked, tucked in among the birds that are on the mast of the ships that were sent out Ooh. to do the peace talks. Um, so King Mononon, from where he's standing, has this sort of faraway look in his eyes as if he's listening in on proceedings. Um, Reagan Ben kind of like comes up next to you and is sort of like, so you're on our ship for some reason. <laughs> Just uh, <laughs> feeling helpful. Yeah. Great. Cool. You're gonna... Are you intending to, like, start sabotaging things, or are you just hanging out?
3: Why would I sabotage anything? I'm on here, too.
2: Man, never stopped him before.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
3: Don't tell him that. Ben's
2: sort of like... You see him him doing the, like,
0: uh, running calculations in his head, and is kind of like, okay. Great. Well, just... It is great, Ben. Yeah.
3: It's good to see you again. Yeah. I can't help but notice that you don't, like, seem stoked that I'm here.
0: No, yeah, yeah. You were, like, uh, kind of a loose cannon even when we were on the same side. I mean, we are still on the same side in the big picture, but, like, I know you don't trust my boss, and... What are you talking, you know... I don't trust you, so...
3: Bethany and I have said some shit to each other in the past,
0: but you know what? You gotta... I honestly kind of admire her pluck. You are undoing... So much of this is resting on reputation. All right. Listen, you're welcome on the ship as long as you, uh... don't set anything on fire. Great.
3: (laughs) Oh, don't you worry about it, sweetheart. No, I'm just gonna poke around, familiarize myself with the, uh... Weapon systems, you know, find out where well, all your snacks are. <laughs> and then, you don't mind, do you? I didn't think so. I clap him on yeah. the shoulder and I just start opening drawers. My
0: snacks are in a locked cabinet. Thank you. Okay. Um, the, the airship still in the water kind of like pushes off from shore and starts slowly drifting out. Um, meanwhile, back on the flagship, um, your group kind of like all starts getting together to, to go back down the ladder and get into your rowboat. General Neiman stands up from the table, sort of, and is sort of, like, standing next to it, watching you go. And as you start to, he just says, Malachi, if I could have just a word.
2: Malachi will turn around, but he's going to make General Neiman walk to him.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, And General Flora, actually, like, she, she sort of pauses from where she was about to get in the rowboat and clearly is, like, not going to... She, she wouldn't have let you walk away from the group anyway. Yeah. Um, but General Neiman, like, takes a few steps sort of closing the distance between you.
2: Malachi looks down at him.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, you do. He is shorter than you. Um, and he says, I just as a personal matter I've never understood why you ran. And I want you to know it's Not too late to come back.
2: I think we both know it's a little too late to be asking me those questions. And Malachi takes the letter from Mar out of his pocket. If you'll remember your daughter, she's alive. She wants me to give you this.
0: For a second, you almost think he's not going to take it. He, like, doesn't move for a second. And then, like, slowly his hand comes up and takes it. Um, And he says, well, tell her. The same thing that I told you. I never...
2: I'm not your messenger. You can tell her yourself if you'd like, but I think we're both done. Malachi waves his hand around the Lithiosian ship with this. Mm. And Farion will be soon too.
0: Done with duty. Oh. He tucks the letter
2: like dismissively into his armor. Malachi's sort of like uh, readjusts his axe on his back. I assure you I have a duty higher than whatever you think you're following. (sighs)
0: He, he just like presses his lips together and turns away.
2: I turn away first!
0: (laughs) 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 You see his weight start to shift to do a real quick turn. (laughs) Um, cool.
1: Finn calls after him and I have a duty lower.
3: <laughs> malachi catches the general with the flat of his axe as he spins around rapidly doing 12 d12 of bludgeoning damage
2: <laughs> malachi just knocks him out cold with his <laughs> oh that was uh that was an accident <laughs> accident <laughs> uh before we turn around i just want to make clear that I, I i am making eye contact with him as we talk yeah but um once he says that shit about duty that's when i kind of roll my eyes a little bit not to be not in a childish flippant way but in a this is below us
0: yeah awesome
2: you're talking silly little games um
0: you guys descend the ladder you get in the rowboat and you start to make your way back to the ship you're supposed to be on
1: instead of descending the ladder Finn stares at the entire Lithios party and just backs towards the edge of the ship and then steps off into the water
2: (laughs) does he make a loud splash Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> and then I climb into the rowboat.
2: Sopping <laughs> wet. As you do, Finn and
0: Malachi, as you're like climbing down from the ship, um, will both of you give me perception checks? Yep.
1: Nat 20. Oh. So 24.
2: Oh, I get an 18. That's pretty good for my little plus one perception. Okay. Cool.
0: So, your rowboat has kind of just pushed away from the flagship and is starting to make its way back toward the ship that you're supposed to be getting on to go back to Luola. When, Finn, you catch a, a flash of, like, bright white from the sky, like, beside the clouds. Um there's these kind of like, as is so often true up here in the Northern Sea, there's this like low gray cloud cover this morning. Um, And you, uh, for a second you think of the adventurer descending from the clouds or from her airship coming out yesterday morning. Um, But as you look up, and Malachi, you catch this just a moment after Finn does, you guys both see that actually what is coming from between the clouds is a beautiful snow-white pegasus. (gasps) This gorgeous white horse with these beautiful wings, and a knight, unfortunately wearing the colors of Lithios, sitting astride it. Um, Oh, it better not be. Oh, it's
2: gotta be. (laughs) You
0: see this Pegasus descends not toward your rowboat, but toward the ship that you were about to get on, um, and just like holds up, you can't tell exactly what, but just like flings something down at this boat that immediately erupts into fire um, throws down this ball of fire that, like, immediately hits- hits the ship that you were about to get on. Um, you guys sort of hear, like, cries of, like, confusion coming from the ship, the flagship that you just left. You clearly were not mm. briefed on whatever this is, but you see the rest of the Lithocean fleet like surges forward as one, all of these ships. And you can also see kind of beyond on the other side from Erebrer, Aerobrayer's fleet also sets out this clash from two armies who were both prepared to move the second anything happened. But now, unfortunately, you guys are stuck in a rowboat just sort of in the middle. Um, Regan, the airship takes off kind of as soon as this happens, as soon as everybody sees fire go up in the middle. Um, King Monanon lets out a cry of like, no! Um, The... Ships start to surge forward, and the airship just, like, lifts itself with surprising speed up into the air. Um, You can see down from here, you can see the burning ship that your friends were supposed to get on, um, as there starts to be this exchange of arrow and cannon fire from the front ships, basically as soon as they get in range of each other. And you see this, like, cannonball comes blasting out of one of the front kind of runners of the Lithiosian ships um, and hits the rowboat kind of like just as you see your friends down down below, um, you see this cannonball smash into the rowboat, um, Malachi. In the like, in the seconds before this happens, you're still looking up, focused on this Pegasus. Um, you see that like the rider like swoops it down yes. close enough to lift his visor um, and show you that it is in fact General Caleb Crevitas. Um, Malachi flips in both birds. You flip him off, and it's then that this cannonball <laughs> slams into the side <laughs> of your boat with a splintering of wood. Um, that's where we'll end our session. We'll pick up from there
2: next
1: time. (laughs) Malachi, can I tell you something? Yeah, go ahead. Your grandpa sucks.
2: (laughs) Wow. You know, these past few years, I had no idea. I just... (laughs) Yeah,
0: cool. Great
1: job. Oh, boy. Oh, it's going down. Oh, boy.
2: Here we go. And so
1: are we, actually. But not a problem for Finn. Not
2: a problem for Malachi. A problem for everyone else in the rowboat.
1: (laughs) Yep. Eh, Only one of them has a name.
0: Hey, and them, one of them is canonically hot, so Fuck. that's too. We uh, have to crazy. save him! <laughs> <it. laughs> hey, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that, which we hope you did, you can find us other places on the internet. We are at Ship of Fools Cast on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. You can also swim on over to patreon.com slash of fools if you want to support our content and get access to lots of our fun extra bonus content, including the mud bath where we sit around and discuss the events of the episode and probably speculate about the events of the next episode and also, you know, get sidetracked by various discussions. So if that sounds appealing to you, uh, you can find that at patreon.com slash We have some people to thank. Thank you, as always, to Theo Golden for our beautiful logo art. You can find him at tgoldenart on Instagram. Thank you also to Lucas Mangold for our brilliant theme music. You can contact him at lucascarlmusic at gmail.com if you have any music needs. And thank you also in this episode to Jared Haverdink for the beautiful music that he also provided. You can find us back with the next episode of Ship of Fools on July 25th, and until then, we will see you on the open seas. Bye!
3: I'm so sorry, I don't know where that attitude came from from Reagan. I think he's just at the end of his rope, you know? He's like, I like he's it. reunited with his dad, he's gotten laid, he's got nothing left to lose. Hold on.
1: <laughs> separate <laughs> separate thoughts! He's only gained things to lose. <laughs>
3: yeah. When did when did you lay? <laughs> don't worry about it.